This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and it's Renette Marburg on my program called Rise on 79 a.m. this afternoon. I just want to welcome you and bless you today, and thank you. This is the program where we uh, speak about, uh, give you wisdom, guidance, and knowledge when real life happens. And we have somebody very special in the studio today, and her name is Ilse Ronchen. Hi, Renette. Nice to be here with oh, you. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, she's so well known nationally and locally um, in ministry. And, you know, we know that you've had really a difficult year this last year. So we're going to be talking about you losing your loved ones in this year and all compounded. So we, we know that so many of our families have been um, affected by some way or the other, friends, siblings, uh, family members, to COVID and other kinds of uh, other kinds of stresses as well, and losing our loved ones. So I just want us to know that we're going to be discussing the grieving process, um, what it looks like, and uh, you know each and every one of us have a different way of grieving. Um, but Ilse's had a very very unique and special journey through her grief. So thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Ilza. Thanks again, Renette. It's really, really a privilege to share my story with you today. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into this topic straight after this. Hi there, family and friends. And if you've just joined us, I have a very beautiful, very beautiful special friend and guest in the studio with me. Um, Ilza Ronchen, um, as many of us know her, uh, she's had really a tough, tough, tough year this year, but she's been, she came out of it beautiful, healed, restored, and really an overcomer. So Ilse, you know, um, we know what your journey has been, but I'd love you just to share from the beginning to the to where you are right now. So um, we're just looking forward to what you experienced in this time with ABBA. Thank you so much, Renate. Um, I assume more specifically you want me to talk about the passing of my husband, Louis. So, yes, I will share with you about that today. Last year this time he was already in hospital and um, he passed away on the 20th of August. And in my life, nothing just happens without a purpose. And he was in hospital for seven weeks, five days of which 40 days was on a ventilator. So if we look prophetically at those numbers as well, that is very, very significant. So um, he got, I got ill and um, he got double pneumonia after me and I took him to hospital the Sunday morning. I think it was the 26th or the 27th of June, the Sunday, just to get x-rays of his lungs. And when I got there, they asked me if he was COVID positive, and I said no. Um, he was tested, but it was negative. So he admit, they admitted him, and they took the x-rays. And yes, double pneumonia it was. And there the first miracle started, because I asked them afterwards, if I could please go and just um, talk to him a while. 
And they said, well, ma'am, nobody is allowed in the hospital, but come in quickly and you can come and talk to him. So I had the privilege to be with him for an hour and a half. Oh, praise <laughs> the Lord. Yes, and you, I still cherish that in my heart because that was the last time in almost eight weeks that I could talk with him and hug him and be with him. Uh, that long. That is incredible. But in this time of uh, your healing, you know, what was the journey? What does the journey look like? You know, obviously you had later on in the year you lost your parents as well. Um, but just tell us what that journey, what was it, what did it look like? Okay. I lost Louis, my mom and my dad within the spectrum of 15 months. Mm -hmm. But um, to talk about Louis is... The only way I know how to fight my battles is on my knees. So when he was admitted that Monday evening, I went and said, okay, Lord, he is in hospital now. I don't know how this journey looks like, but you do because you see into eternity. And I went in, into the courts of heaven and I asked the Lord to please give me a word and a strategy to fight here on earth. So I saw very, very clearly. He gave me a scroll where Louis stands in a harvest field with his arms stretched out wide. Mm. And I saw in red letters written, Louis Rontgen, healed by the blood of the Lamb. And the Lord gave me Hebrew 13 verse 5, where it says, I will never leave you, never. I will never loosen my grip upon your life. And I knew that the Lord is saying today, don't worry, I've got this. Mm. And perhaps there's a listener listening today who also is very worried about their circumstances. And I want to give this verse to you today, telling you the Lord is saying, don't worry, my child, I've got this. The only thing that I did is and I said, okay, Lord, you're telling me that you will never loosen your grip upon your life. So, Abba Father, I surrender your, my will unto yours. I know that you're going to heal him, but you choose which dimension, whether it be in the kingdom or whether it still be on the face of the earth. I surrender this to you. And what was the strategy? Well, in retrospect today, I know now that the Lord needed him in heaven. But I will tell a bit more about That's that it. a bit later. <laughs> Late. But he is in heaven. He is alive and he is well. And he is loving every moment of that. Oh, yes. If we know who he was and he's asking millions of questions and having huge debates up there. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a wonderful man. So, Ilse, you know, um, in, in this time, your your strategy that you had was, um, you know, you, you uh, obviously on your knees. And, and, you know, how were you, how well were you as a person in the process? Well, I was not well at all. <laughs> there was many tears because this is a real battle, you know. Um, afterwards, many times when we give a testimony, it sounds so good and wonderful. But when you're in the situation, it's not easy. 
And yeah, many times you sit in the car thinking, okay, Lord, what now? The doctor is saying this. What do I do now, Lord? And then you cry. And then you hear the still voice of Holy Spirit saying, come, my child, I'm your comforter. I am the one. I'm going to take your hand. You can do this and I will help you. And then you cry and then you said, okay, Lord, we'll do this together. And then you start praying again. You phone your friends, you phone your broadcast group, you take communion, your worship becomes your worship and you you do this day by day and sometimes minute by minute. Yes, yes. And that is who our God is in the process. And, you know, but at the same time, um, Ilza, you know, there comes a strength, a, re, a deep, deep, deep sense of where is your faith um, in the, on this journey. And, uh, you know, I know I, I, I know I was part of the process as well, you know, part of your prayer group and that, but I would like you just to share the, that deep, deep journey of, um, you know, we actually grieve while the person is ill. And, and, you know, we just want to just get an idea of where, where did you find your strength at that time? Okay. Um, there will be many times that I really sat and said, okay, Lord, what now? Because you know what the strategy must be. For example, one evening, Louis did not do well at all. And I said, Father, please show me what is going on in the spirit realm so that I can pray effectively. And with the grace of God, you know, sometimes he let me see things, not always, but um, in this specific situation, he let me see what was going on. Um, and I saw how I walked into the hospital uh, in the spirit now and the next moment I stood right in front of his bed and I said okay Lord what do you want me to do and he said Ilza stretch out your right hand and I did that and the next moment I could see there was light coming out of my hand and he said look to the left and when I looked to the left I saw a scorpion and a crab in the corner and I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do now? And he said, just look, I will demolish them. So the next moment, the fire of God came and he destroyed the scorpion and the crab. And an angel came and it swept everything together mm. and the angel took it away. Okay. Now I'm looking at Louis again and the light coming out of my hand is substantially more. And I could see much clearer. So the Lord said, look down. And when I looked down, I saw two hands coming from the bottom of the bed. And it was as if it was like the spirit of death clinging onto the bed. And the next moment, it was like a sword coming out of my belly. And it just cut that thing off from his bed. And also, it fell to the ground. The fire of God came, demolished it. The Lord saying, send an angel, and he took it away. And there the, tree, the vision was, was over. 
So I realized the Lord granted me to see what was actually happening in the spirit yes. while we were praying. Mm. And that really, really helped me to pray nonstop because I mm. knew when we pray, things happen. Um, something that was very, very significant to me is the next day I spoke to a friend of mine whose uh, mother also was ill the same time um, that Louis was in hospital. And on their farm, there were scorpions the whole time. My goodness. And in her dad's house, there was a crab running around one day. My goodness. I cannot explain that. Um, perhaps it's part of Mark 16 where it says that we will trample on scorpions and they will do nothing to us. So, yes, so that was very, very interesting to me. But I knew, okay, Lord, I may not understand it with this with my um, normal um, limited yes, being. Yes, but you, I cannot put you in a box. <laughs> <laughs> so you work how you want to work and I will just be obedient. That is great. And, you know, and that is what I think you, the journey that you took was of obedience from the start. You didn't script the Lord. You didn't have, uh, you had expectation um, of, of the journey, but you didn't script him and you just trusted him in that whole time. I mean, it was incredible to watch how you orchestrated uh, prayer groups uh, to come alongside you. And um, I, I mean, I myself, it took me to a completely different level of praying and uh, trusting. And so, you know, when you speak about the, the spiritual realm, the Lord actually gave you the tools. He did. He yes, did. He gave he did. you, he knew you needed to physically see it so that you could execute and take it and use it. Yes. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and you what know, a privilege. And you know, Renette, Holy Spirit was so tangible with me. Mm. He mm -hmm. instructed me every day. I mean, he would tell me the morning, get in your car and go to the hospital. Mm. I was there almost 24-7 because in the ICU where Louis were, were um, I could see him from outside. So they knew I was standing there. They knew <laughs> I was blowing the shofar. Yeah. I was having communion. Um, we orchestrated um, worship morning there at the hospital. Um, I remember in week six, the Lord told us that the walls of Jericho must start to fall. So for seven days, we went to that hospital every evening at seven o'clock. Uh, I parked my car on the roof of the hospital parking lot. And again, the grace of God was so amazing. I could see right into his room, you know. Wow. So the car was his bed. So the Lord made us anoint the bed, his bed, the car. Mm, we mm. had to blow the shofars and he made us pray very specific things. Um, so I just knew that he was not only busy with Louis. He was busy with something much bigger. Yes. But I was only the donkey that he used in mm. those eight weeks mm. to do what he had to do. Wow, wow, wow. But we're going to continue the conversation after this. The reason is that I would like us, you know, just to go into the next phase, you know, obviously with the whole process and then. Um, but just stay tuned. We're first going to listen to a great track and we'll be with you straight after this. 
Hi there. Good afternoon, family and friends, and my programs rise, 7 to 9 a.m., and today we have Ilza Ronkin in the studio with me, and she is a contributor to magazines and the radio, and uh, she ministers all over, but she had an extremely tough year last year, the last 15 months. She was faced with the uh, death of her husband and uh, the death of her beloved parents as well so she was really loaded with a lot of heartache and pain so Ilsa I just want you know we were just discussing what uh, the strategy of the Lord was in your life uh, uh, you know in this time that um, Louis had the pneumonia in hospital and obviously with COVID not being able to be with him you know you really had to dig deep into your spiritual realm to find connection with Louis as well as with the Lord. What? How did you navigate yourself with this pain and heartache of not being able to physically be there, not to hold his hand, but, you know, how the, the Lord really used you in an, an incredible way? Yes, Renette, um, I must tell you it was quite a journey, but I can just say that the Lord is good and he is in control and his kingdom Cannot be shaken. Amen. Um, in this whole journey, there was many times that I thought, oh, my goodness, Lord, I don't know how to make this next five minutes. And you know what? What I learned was it is okay not to be okay. Yes. You must just be real. You. <laughs> you must just be real. So many times I wanted to scream and I wanted to shout and I wanted to cry. And mm. I, But one thing is I never asked the Lord why. Um, because I knew that he was in control and I just need to trust him. But there was many times that I cried and then I asked the Holy Spirit to come and cry with me. Who's your comforter? Because he is the comforter. And, you know, I would feel how that spirit of heaviness just lifts. Mm -hmm. It just lifts. And communion was part of my daily meal every day. And to worship and to speak life. Um, that was part of the whole journey. But fear was the most important thing I had to fight in my head. Because um, there was a possibility that I thought, what if the Lord is not going to heal him here? Mm -hmm. He needs him in heaven. And my heart did not want that. I didn't want to go there. Mm -mm. I did not want to go there. But the Lord really kept me in a bubble of being focused. So sure. that is what I'm really grateful for. And we can ask him that. And Lord, please help me to think clearly, to think straight, to make the right decisions, to keep me in this bubble of peace. Because I think people looked at me and I couldn't believe that he's fighting for his life and I'm doing life here but my 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 whole world I focused on Louis in that eight weeks and I had the privilege to do that to hear Lord what do you say what do I do one thing that I'm so grateful of today is that I try to speak to him every day through the hospital personnel I made video calls. I sang with him. I took communion with him. I played messages um, in his ear from his children because I know that although you may be in an induced coma or in a coma, you can hear. Your hearing mm -hmm. is the last thing that goes. 
before you pass away. Yes. So I knew that he could hear me. And um, in that eight, almost eight weeks, I could visit him five times, of which three times was we literally prayed him back from the dead. Yes. And I will never forget the evening before he passed away. Um, the Lord told me, go to the hospital again, park the car on the roof, and I want you to go and anoint his bed, the car now. Mm. So I did that. And I remember when I opened the booth, there was one bottle of oil, only one left. Wow. And I took that oil, I anointed the car now. A friend was, was with me. And I started to pray and I said, Lord, will you please go and minister to Louis with the seven spirits of God, like a mighty rushing wind. And Renette, the next moment, a wind started to blow around that car. And when I, uh, when I climbed into the car, my friend's eyes were very, very wide, big. <laughs> and she said, Ilse, you won't believe what happened now. There was a wind in the car. So I just knew that the Lord is doing something very specific. We went home and just before 12 that evening, they phoned me and said, you must come. And I knew, I just knew this was it. So I went there and I will never forget I, uh, when I went to his bed at the hospital, I anointed him again. I used communion. And then he opened his eyes oh. and he looked at me and the tears ran down oh. his cheeks. And um, I knew that he knew. And with his eyes, he told me, I love you so much. And I just said, Louis, I love you and thank you for everything. And a very, very beautiful way, the Lord came and he fetched him. Peacefully. Yeah, he was free. And... Um, Still, the Lord kept me in a bubble, but the pain and the reality of that, it was very traumatic for me because we did everything together. So after a month, about a month, I said, Lord, please, you must help me. I cannot do this because every one told me, oh, Ilza, you're going to mourn for years. And I thought, no. This is not going to work for me. <laughs> and if you know Louis, he wouldn't have wanted that for no, you. No, I cannot do this. So I started to pray and I said, Lord, I have friends and you healed their hearts within 20 minutes from severe trauma. I need you to do this for me. I need you to heal my heart supernaturally. And Lord, I want to ask you, please grant me to see him again. Because you saw Moses and Elijah on the mountain, Jesus. And I'm asking the same of you today, but it must be in your will and in your plan. So about a week later, I was worshipping one morning, and the next morning I saw Louis. Oh my goodness, he looked so beautiful. He had a white robe of righteousness with a girdle of gold and bronze around his hips. Wow. And the next moment he started to speak to me, but his lips did not move. It was like a spirit-to-spirit conversation mm. so one morning while i was worshiping 
the next moment the lord took the lord took me into a vision and there i saw louis he was so beautiful he had a white garment of righteousness with a girdle of gold and bronze around his hips and he was laughing and he started to talk to me but it was more a spirit to spirit conversation and he said ilza my preparation here on earth was everything that i'm doing now in the kingdom and you know he had so much wisdom that i think that he might sit in a council of wisdom or something like that well he was i don't very know very much that person he was <laughs> yes and the next moment he told me and he said you know what you are treasuring a false comfort and i said but what do you mean he said ilza our marriage covenant was only till death to us part We are not married anymore. I want you to take off your wedding band. And I said, "No, I'm not ready. I'm not going to do this." And he said, "You know what? Just do it. You will be okay." And the next moment the vision was over. So the next evening at our Bible study group, I told them, "I saw Louis." And the one person said, "Ilza, I just sense you must take off your wedding band before I could tell them." what he told me so in faith that was confirmation yes so in faith i did that and i'm healed the lord healed my heart supernaturally i have done grief share courses at a church just to check myself in the spirit if yes, i'm okay. on the right road <laughs> but i am and i am so grateful and another thing that i just want to share quickly was You know to only see your loved one in almost 8 weeks only for 5 times and even though it might be half an hour at a time that was very difficult because we did everything together and I really felt that I dropped him because I wanted to be beside his bed yes. I wanted to hold his hand I wanted to hug him and I couldn't do that so in December I talked to somebody who had covid uh a while back and she was also in an induced coma for 2 weeks and you know Renette she told me she said Ilza the most amazing thing that happened to me while I was laying there that I was never alone praise the lord she said when Jesus was not beside me he sent his angels to be with me and you know sometimes my mom and dad was beside my bed even though they were not there they were there so i realized and i believe today for louis i was beside his he bed knew you were there. that spirit conversation day, that you had every day mm. for those almost 8 weeks i was Precious. beside him so i know that he was never alone and then the lord reminded me of hebrews 13 which he gave me the first day which says I will never leave you never I will never loosen my grip upon your life Praise the Lord wow that was powerful uh, continue our conversation straight after this
Good afternoon, family and friends, and we're in our last section of this incredible, powerful, hopeful interview with Ilza Rondgen. Um, she's just been through so much in this last year, but her beautiful journey of how the Lord navigated her through a heartache, pain, and grief. And, um, you know, Ilza, uh, you you came through uh, Louis' uh, death, and then not long after that, you were faced with the illness of your parents. Just share with us how the Lord had prepared you to be able to carry you through their passing. Thank you, Renette. Yes, um, my mother actually passed away before Louis, and then it was him. And then a few months later, it was my dad. And, you know, it was as if the Lord really prepared us for this journey mm -hmm. and um, I can just say that he is good you know he he really really helped us through everything with my dad shame he was in the old age home and luckily we could visit him as often as we could and we really really tried to be there for him as many times as possible and visit him as regularly as we could and you know when he got we got there every time um, just to hold his hand, just to be with him, just to lay with my head on his chest, you know, like mm. I did as I was a little girl. Um, and just telling him, Daddy, you are so awesome. And you know what? One of these days you're going to be with your beloved bride again because he and my mom were married for 65 years. And I could see he wanted to be with Jesus, but he also wanted to be with her again. Oh, so, um, so we could see him passing uh, uh, down the road slowly but surely, and and we just loved him. We just loved him. But the main, I think, one of the the things was that was very important, and 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 I forgot to tell that about Louis as well. When we saw that. Life is slipping. I told him, you know what? It's okay. I release you today. I will be okay. The Lord will look after me. And it was as if you, they both were comforted with those words. Mm. So they weren't so, holding on to life because of but, you. And many times people can hold on to life because they don't know how the loved ones are. And and that was a comfort to us as well. And we know that they were saved. Um, even though we knew my dad was saved, in the end, we also, also prayed for him, again, the salvation prayer, just to make sure, you know, because eternity is very, very long. So we sang for him, we hold his hand. And, and then after we said we would be okay, it was not even two minutes. Then he passed away. Oh, precious. So it was as if he was just waiting for that. Mm. So, mm. and you know, Renette, I think there's a lot of grace in having a sick bed. And I must say this very carefully now because it's not easy for us to see people suffer. And for people to suffer, it's not, not easy. Mm. But the reason I'm saying this is there is lots of time to make things right. Mm. There's lots of time to have conversations that you didn't have before. There's lots of time 
to forgive, there's lots of time to reconcile difficult um, circumstances and people in your life that you were not living in peace with. So I think there is time to do this so that the Lord can make something very beautiful out of this. And, 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 and I am encouraging people today, if you know somebody who is in this sick bed or situation and there's not peace, there is not things right in their lives, help them and guide them so mm. that it can be wonderful for them in eternity to live with peace and to be with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just learned something the other day from someone who shared about the death experience is that we think that our sadness actually keeps the memory alive of that person. But it's the love that we had for them. And when we celebrate how much we loved them and enjoyed, that keeps us really in long, because a lot of people think they're going to forget the person and then they have to stay in the sadness. It's actually the love that we had for them that keeps them actually alive in our hearts and we'll never forget them. So I loved yes. what you were sharing now. Yes, exactly. And you know, um, in the spirit realm, especially when we go through grief, a spirit of trauma and grief can yes. come. So we really prayed against that as well. Um and and I I just want to um, share this scripture with you. And yes, this blowed my mind the other day. It's in Isaiah 57, verse 1 and 2. I'm reading the New Living Translation. And it says, Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. I've never thought about that, you know, Renette. Wow. So it says here, the godly often die before their time, but no one seems okay to wonder why. Then it says, no one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Sure. For That's those incredible. who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. And I could Praise see that with my mum with Louis and with my dad. Godly paths, you will die in peace. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. Praise the Lord. What a powerful, beautiful message that we can have in passing. And this is where the Lord knows. And we always wonder why some people pass away so soon, sooner than they should have. And you think, no. And now we know that the Lord had a specific task with it, with the peace passing. So thank you so much, Ilza. I really am so grateful that you gave us this incredible, profound message of hope, of love, and really joy um, that overcame everything in spite of the pain and the heartache that you experienced. Yeah, yeah. I just, if I may, please just do, share please something yes. that I learned from Louis. And uh, this is so profound and so true. So maybe this might mean something for someone today. He always said, Be kind to the people you pass in going up the ladder of life, because surely you will meet them coming down again. 
Wow, that is so profound. Thank you for that beautiful ending. And um, may the Lord just continuously bless you. And thank you for ministering to us today. And may the Lord just continuously using you mightily for his kingdom. And uh, Ilza, God bless you. And uh, family and friends out there, we just want to thank you for tuning in with us today. I'm sorry about my throat is a little bit not so well, but I just want to bless you and may the Lord keep you and stick to the rules and be safe. Thank See you next week. Thank you, Renette, and may the Lord bless you too. Thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.